0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for SB Nation's Ohio State site, Land Grant Holy Land. We're two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host Tia Johnston, and I'm joined by my co-host Meredith Hine.
1: Thanks for tuning in today. The last couple of weeks have been a roller coaster ride, to say the least. Last week, the Big Ten canceled their fall sports season without offering much of an explanation as to why. Then, parents of players began to write to the conference demanding answers. Justin Fields started a We Want to Play petition, which drew nearly 300,000 signatures. Then, there was a rumor that Gene Smith and ADs from six other Big Ten schools were trying to work out a quote mini season to be played in late September. All of which came to a screeching halt on Wednesday when Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, finally issued a statement saying they will absolutely not be reversing their decision. Now the question becomes, will there be a spring season? And if so, what will that look like?
0: Yeah, it really has been chaos for everyone involved. In last week's show, we talked about why the blame shouldn't be directed at Kevin Warren as it's his first year as the commissioner, not to mention he was not the only one involved in this decision And if you if you blame anyone, it should be the Big Ten schools presidents who voted yes to cancel. With that being said, I do think that Kevin Warren could have been a little more hasty in issuing this statement. All people needed were was an explanation and some closure. Um, And now I think as we're recording this, Ohio State parents are lining up outside the Big Ten office protesting. Lawyers are demanding to see the data. And all this, which I think could have been avoided if he was more prompt with his explanation and, you know, just he needed to be a little bit more assertive early on. Um, But anyway, back to your question about a spring season, Gene Smith also issued a statement on Wednesday saying he's viewing this postponement more as a temporary delay, which sounds a little bit better. And he said he and Christina Johnson... Ohio State's new president, they are working to potentially bring back some fall sports as early as December. And I really do think if they can make a shortened football season work in December or January somehow, that a spring season could work. I even think like Justin Fields and Sean Wade and all those guys would even still play if that were the case.
1: Yeah, obviously there's challenges with you know, upperclassmen who have the potential to get drafted this year. Um, but I know we touched on it last week, but it really is heartbreaking for the players who put so much effort in, especially those who, unlike Justin Fields, probably don't have a career in the NFL um, and who are just looking for that last season in college. So obviously we're all hoping that they can figure out a January season because you can tell that like Justin Fields wants to play his last season as a guy so badly. But in the interim, Big Ten fans have to figure out what else to do this fall while they wait to hear about their season, which means we have to figure out what else to talk about on this podcast. Uh, Fortunately for us, there are a lot of other sports news events happening, which we will get to right after this break. So stay with us.
0: So we're going to jump right into our non-Ohio State related content with a rather touchy subject if you missed it, Toronto Raptors president Masai Ujiri issued a statement Thursday afternoon in his first public comment since video footage showed an altercation between himself and a San Francisco area sheriff's deputy after the Raptors won the NBA finals in 2019. So this video, which was released on Tuesday, showed the president and the officer get into this like shoving match because they won, and so Masai wanted to get onto the court to celebrate the president of because, the team because he's
1: the president. <laughs> he's
0: yep, the president of the team that just won the NBA finals. This
1: is not this is not storming the court. This
0: is <laughs> no, the president. and he's walking down. He's getting his you know pass out of his pocket, and the this police officer shoves him. And I'm pretty sure he says something like, stay the F back or stay the F away. I don't even know. Something that was so uncalled for. And we will link the video because I'm not even exaggerating. Like the man was walking (laughs) to the court. So then on Thursday, Masai said it was an exhilarating moment. Yet, unfortunately, he was reminded in that moment that despite all of his hard work and success, there are some people, including those who are supposed to protect us, who will always and only see him as something that is unworthy of respectful engagement, and there's only one indisputable reason why that is the case, because he is Black. Meredith, this makes me so angry.
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So, I... Like it's just unfortunately we've discussed this topic in so much detail and yet it keeps surfacing. And the thing that really enraged me, and I didn't do enough research into this. So um, if it's not true, I sincerely apologize. But apparently the officer is suing for emotional damages. He's suing Ujiri for emotional damages related to this incident. And it's like, buddy, like you you did a you did a bad job. You did your job poorly, and you assaulted someone who was simply trying to make his way to the basketball court because his team had just won the NBA Finals. And regardless of if he is the president, if he was just a random fan, like, no one d- should be shoved in that way.
0: No, like that's such a good point. He was,
1: he was walking. He was walking. Why? <laughs> yeah. You don't. You don't just push people who are walking. What? Get, what gives you the right to think that you can do that, officer?
0: Yeah. So the like, reason this is like all coming back up, the officer issued issued a lawsuit first. So like the president wasn't even going to press charges, I don't think, and then he issued a, a lawsuit saying he suffered quote injury to his body, health, strength, activity and person, all of which have caused and continue to cause himself great mental, emotional, psychological, physical, and nervous pain and suffering. The officer said this, and I'm laughing because when you watch this video, you're going to realize that he was hardly even touched. And he is the one who shoved the president. I mean, shoved him away and said, I looked it up, back the F up as the president of this NBA team tried to walk past him. And he, there are people literally yelling at this officer, like, he's the president, let him through. Like, they're trying to tell this man who he is, and he's not backing down. It's just like he hates this man for no reason.
1: It's just incredibly upsetting. And as the more I've been reading about this, so first of all, the Raptors are in the playoffs right now, in the bubble. They improved to 2-0 versus the Nets Tuesday. Uh, or sorry, Wednesday. But apparently, this I'm just reading this. They the team got together Tuesday to watch the footage, and oh. I mean that's like what an incredible team moment to be able to rally around your leader. And you know, if you if you watch the last dance, you can know how much tension there can be within organizations between like the players and the coaches and the execs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just love how this whole team. And, you know, maybe there was none of that tension on the Raptors. I don't know much about their organizational structure, but I do love that. It's so uh, cool that all of these players are coming together. So Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka, both back to jury, um, and, you know, acknowledge that this is part of the Black Lives Matter movement and they need to be using their platforms and their voices to be speaking on behalf of this president, who once again, was simply walking to the court and got shoved by a police officer like what the heck
0: and I really want to like emphasize that that because so many people the blue lives matter crowd their argument is always that the victim did not comply or he had a gun or he was doing criminal activity and he deserved it or you know and that this was just like so far from the opposite and he still was shoved quite violently by a white police officer. And to your point about these players using their platform, even Yuziri said, because I'm the president of an NBA team, I had access to resources so that I could demand and fight for his justice. You know, he had CNN dig up this video, for example, but he mentions that so many of his brothers and sisters have not, and they will never have the same resources that he does. And that's why Black Lives Matter.
1: Yeah, and I just want to read a quote from Sir Jabaka that um, I thought was very, really nice and it touched on a lot of the points that you just said, but he said, quote, things should never be like this in all other places, no matter where you come from, no matter your color, things should never be like that. Like I said, if Masai didn't have the money or if he wasn't in the position he is now, he'd be guilty. Thank God now everyone can see what happened that day. This connected us to understand this fight is far from being over. We have to stick together and we have to fight this fight together.
0: Like I said, I mean, he's keeping the conversation going because it it has sort of died down in comparison to what it was like just a couple months ago. And then this is also the perfect example of systemic racism when... It it does not matter who you are or how much money you have. I mean, he was in an expensive suit. He looked important. Like if we're going solely based off of looks, there there was just no reason why this I mean, man he thought. He had
1: a courtside credential. Yeah,
0: like, there was just no signs that he was trying to storm the court as a fan or something.
1: But again, even if he was, even oh, if right. he didn't have all Absolutely. of this stuff, like there there's still no excuse but I think the point is like it's like you said it just doesn't matter it doesn't matter and if people do appear to be you know upstanding citizens which you know shouldn't even be a consideration but they're still being targeted and it's so like it's lame it's really upsetting it is really upsetting I have two comments that compared to the rest of the discussion are somewhat flippant um but the first is how did he forget that he was wearing a body cam and that all of this footage was gonna come out? And also And then it num-
0: turned off. Did you read that? No. It was like so it you see the altar you see the push and then the president kinda like approaches him and he's like, What are you doing? Like I'm just trying to get on the court and then the officer pushes him again and says, Back the F up and then you see Yujiri like kinda come at the officer. And then it just, like, shuts off.
1: Huh, it's like he knew he was doing something wrong. It's crazy. But the other point, and this, again, is probably just showing my ignorance, but you were a journalism major, so maybe you can answer this for me. But why is it, why are all the articles saying the body cam footage appears to show the deputy pushing? I feel like there's absolutely no way to say that he didn't push him.
0: No, people, this video, it was, like, (laughs) definition... (laughs) of pushing someone, like, very hard, you know? Like, Ujiri is a very tall, big man, and he went flying back, like, several feet, you know? It's yeah, just like... it was... I don't know. So I don't get
1: that wording whatsoever. Certainly doesn't doesn't jive.
0: Now, Ujiri is... He's countersuing him because he falsified the encounter and attempted to portray Ujiri as, quote, the initial aggressor, And an inherently violent individual. So he's calling it a complete fabrication that has been contradicted by the video footage that came out on Tuesday. So I'm pretty sure we know who is going to win this one. I'm pretty sure the officer only sued him for greed. But I, again, I'm going to just say this again. I'm glad that he's not backing down and that he did come out and say outright, it's because I'm black. He's keeping the Black Lives Matter conversation going, which is incredibly important and something that Meredith and I will continue to do on the show, especially as it pertains to the sports world. But anyway, while Ohio State is in limbo, please continue to send us podcast subject ideas, and we will continue to brainstorm fun topics for you guys to cover on the show. It will not always be serious topics, we promise. With that being said, Meredith, do you have any shoutouts?
1: Yeah, uh, so I actually, I volunteer at this animal shelter in Chicago. Um, and I got to go volunteer for the first time since COVID started, they found they started opening it back up so that more volunteers can go. And I just wanted to thank all of the staff and other volunteers at PAW Chicago, putting in a plug for them um, <laughs> for uh, keeping all of our animals safe and healthy and trying to end pet homelessness, despite the obvious challenges that we've been facing the last few months in terms of this pandemic we're all living through.
0: I love that. And I'm so jealous because I volunteer here too, and they haven't opened it back up.
1: It was, oh, it was so fun. And it was like, so it was really great to see a lot of the, I'll call them more long-term residents at PAWS. They actually like have some of them have found forever homes during the pandemic. Um, I know a lot of them uh, have gotten to go into foster care, um, so at least, you know, they're not at the shelter. Um, and it's it's also, like, a very nice shelter. Like, there are actual rooms that the dogs go to. They're not, like, crates or kennels, which is very, very cool. Um, but, you know, it was great to see, like, uh, there were a lot of puppies there. And so it was also <laughs> Selfishly, very nice because I got to play with a whole bunch of puppies on Wednesday, we, which is awesome.
0: You don't have to ask me twice to plug adopting dogs. We can end this show every single time with me telling you people to adopt, don't shop. Let's especially do it. and cats,
1: <laughs> and also cats, and maybe turtles and horses if you have well, this, yeah
0: please. I mean, if you're not like deadly allergic to cats, I can't relate, but they oh, wait, need homes as well. Oh yeah like my whole face will just start itching. Oh
1: no. I I didn't used to like cats, but now we have a cat and I love her so, so
0: much. She's sitting here recording with me. I love, I like (laughs) love being around cats because I can't help myself with like picking them up and petting them. And then I just have to take a Benadryl. (laughs) I'm going to copy you and shout out you. You shouted out (sighs) me last week, but I want to shout out you because I know work has been crazy. And then you said you're volunteering at an animal shelter and then you're writing for us and you're recording this podcast and i don't know how you do it <laughs> i'm incredibly impressed tia. that's all we have for today as a reminder you can follow me on twitter at tia johnston underscore meredith at meredith Hine and the site at landgrant 33 we'll talk to you soon thanks again for listening to play like a girl and as always go bucks